Yo, forget about that because this jam is gonna bust the house down. Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray, joined as always by my co-host Nate. Uh, we have a very simple premise on this show. We listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent releases that people send to us, uh, and we give our honest reaction to them. Uh, we're not reviewers, we're not critics, we make no sort of objective claims uh, or value judgments regarding our opinions on these things. We just, uh, I guess, happen to be entertaining enough to some people that they like to tune in and hear what we have to think, but the overall goal is to just get new music uh, out to people and hopefully inspire you to uh, not have to come here exclusively to get it, but to just go out and seek shit out and buy new records. Yeah, I think that's actually, of all the feedback that we get, like genuinely, my favorite is always when somebody messages me and say, hey, I bought this record because I heard it on the podcast. That's fucking dope to me. Like a bunch of people brought, bought that Protocol record that we uh, listened to pretty early on in the show and like people hit me up about buying that Pleather uh, tape that, that we had on the show a few episodes ago. I mean like... Yeah, but, but the thing is, why hit you up? You're not selling it. Well, I mean, because people like to interact and say, hey, thanks for thanks for putting me on to this. Who gives a shit? Well, right before we turned on the mic, you were talking about how you don't participate in any sort of online community whatsoever. So, yes, what you're saying right now does track. I barely can participate in any community, even real-world community. <laughs> right, yes, that's true. Well, many people, uh, they like to reach out to people who they've maybe influenced them in a positive way and say, hey, thanks for that. Utterly bizarre. <laughs> I think you and I are both on the spectrum, but in different in different positions. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, we uh, we've been doing a thing the last few episodes where we have talked about records that we've been spending the last week, um, just stuff that we've been enjoying listening to a bunch. I didn't I didn't think ahead of time about these, but one that I've been listening to a shit ton is a record that's gotten plenty of hype. So me talking about it is probably not helping it. But uh, it's always possible, you know, a handful of people listen to this show. I've been listening to this, uh, the Glitterer record, um, Looking Through the Shades. It is Ned from the band Title Fight. It's a solo endeavor. I think he recorded everything himself. Uh, you could loosely categorize it as indie rock. I don't know, really, really good, catchy guitar riffs, overdriven guitars. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like an incredibly infectious record that's it's hard not to like. You know what I'm saying? I think you would actually probably enjoy at, at least some of it. Um, it's very short, too. The record's done in, like, 16 minutes, and it's oh, yeah. an LP, which is, that's how almost every record should be. I think LP stands for long player. It does. That's not a long player. It, well, it's longer than some. I think now it, we've just swapped out LP to mean 12-inch. Sure, right, 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 sure. I think at this point, yes, LP is synonymous with 12-inch. Um other than that, I'm trying to think if I've even listened to any other like new releases this week. I've I kind of just been listening to the same thing I listened to last week, which is I've been listening to that new Institute LP mm. a fucking shit ton, um, and that Pleather Seven Inch. There's a few things that have been in my rotation for the last couple weeks. Um, oh, actually, no, I've been listening to that Electric Chair Seven Inch all week. That's really good. Yeah, Performative Justice. Um, Super, super fucking good. That's honestly probably one of my favorite uh, releases of the year, like hardcore or otherwise. It's just really, really fucking good. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's that's what's been in my rotation. Um, the electric chair stuff, if you like uh, very traditional U.S. hardcore stuff, fast, hardcore punk, you'll you'll love that release. It's hard not to. I, I guess I've been spending that new uh, that newest um, loose nuke seven inch too. Yeah, which same same deal. If you like fast 
you know, somewhat D-beat-inspired hardcore punk, you, you'll love it. Mm. So that's another one of the better releases this year. What about yeah. you? Uh, I haven't really listened to much new. Uh, I've been pretty busy at work, and yeah. I listen when I'm driving around at work, I generally just listen to podcasts. Right. Yeah. And not podcasts about, like, Dungeons & Dragons podcasts. Right, sure. That's all I listen to. Yeah. The new Gate Creeper LP, mm-hmm. which is really good. Yep. I like it actually better than the last release. Yeah, it's really and, good. And... Uh, Pretty much just like at the office, maybe Hank Wood and the Hammerheads or whatever, but mm-hmm. usually it's just kind of like, you know, turn on Spotify and put something on that, you know, I know already. Right, yeah, some weeks are some weeks are slower than other on on, on music. Um, there are some weeks where I, I will not put on a record the entire week, just depending upon what's going on. If I'm really busy and running around and shit, I'm the same way. I listen to podcasts when I'm actually, when I actually have shit to do, so... But yeah, that's what we've been listening to this this week. If you're not familiar with any of those, check them out. Uh, everything we listed is good because we're men of taste and everything that we like is good. Um, at that, I think we're going to go ahead and go through the queue. The format for the show is we put 10 bands in the queue. We usually get around to listening to about five or six of them. We roll a 10-sided die and uh, just see what pops up. So let's, uh, let's run through it. First of all, we got Brute Force with their record, The Worst of Us. It's a 7-inch that's come out on Dog Years Records. Uh, I've talked about the label before. They've sent us some other stuff. Uh, Homies with Chris, who runs the label, he sent us this a while back, and we just hadn't gotten a chance to put it in the queue yet. Um, Then we have got the band Decoy with their 7-inch, or a single, I'm not sure if it actually has a physical release, Permanent Failure, B-side, False Sense of Morality. This is a Baton Rouge hardcore band that was sent to us by somebody who also had sent us Judy and the Jerks, but I think that this is on on the opposite end of the spectrum. I think this is more metallic hardcore stuff. Then next up we have Absence of Mine with Smile, Aren't You Happy? This is a record that has been talked about a lot this year. And full disclosure, if we do get around to this, I've heard this record, but somebody sent it in to us wanting us to listen to it, and Nate has not heard it, and I would be legitimately very interested to hear what he thinks about it. So if we land on that, we'll uh, explore it. Then we've got Perfect World, hardcore band from uh, New York City, a dude sent this in to me that you know we mutually uh follow one another on social media and whatnot so uh, he's a listener of the podcast sent this over then this is a return from last week it's the band alpha hopper uh recommended to me by my homie biff they're a buffalo new york band i don't know anything about them other than that biff recommended them so i imagine they're probably good then we have got convulse records with the release uh well so th- this is a band that whose record actually isn't out yet. It's a band called Goon. Um, they've premiered a track over on No Echo called Ain't Right. So if we do listen to the record, um, I imagine we'll listen to that one just because I don't know if they want other tracks getting out there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I assume we'll just listen to the one that's already premiered. Then we have got Living World uh, with their record Future Built for Self. Um, I don't know who sent me this, honestly, but... Uh, it looks cool, so we'll see if it is. Then we have got Moral Law with the release Moral Law. I've heard this band before, but I have not heard this release before. For a long time, they actually only had one song up, and one of the guys in the band had hit me up and asked me to check it out maybe earlier this year or last year, and I listened to it, and it was really good. And then I've just been waiting around for over a year for them to do like anything else, and they finally dropped this EP like a few weeks ago, and I haven't gotten a chance to listen to it yet. Then we have got Talacactus um, with their self-titled LP. This is a band from Argentina that self-submitted their music. Don't know anything about it, but uh, yo, shout out uh, for uh, all the uh, international hardcore homies. Yeah. 
I like I said, I'm I'm stoked to get more international stuff on here because there's a lot of awesome scenes from other places that are not the United States and getting a chance to like highlight those is is rad. And then last up, we have Lint Trap with their Inherited Mind EP, um, just uh, sent in by one of the band members. They compared it, well, they said their guitarist was a big fan of uh, XTC and Mission of Burma and stuff, which I love all that stuff, so maybe this rules, maybe it doesn't. On that note, let's uh, roll the D10 and see what's up first. All right. Four. Okay. Four is Teaser2019 by Perfect World. The Bandcamp is perfectworldnyc.bandcamp.com. It's a two-song teaser. Um, like I said, I truly know nothing about this other than that it was submitted by a dude I know in passing on the internet, and he described it as hardcore. Uh, Perfect World's a pretty good band name. They have a hotline. They have a hotline, no shit. one sick nyc Okay, so, yo, if you want to call their hotline, if you hear this and you like it and you want to give them a little praise, call it. If you hear this and you hate it, call up and talk some shit. I don't Maybe know. we'll call it and talk some shit. Maybe we will. Give it directly to them. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you just want to listen to the first track, King of the Night? Yeah, okay. Okay, so we're going to listen to King of the Night by Perfect World off of their 2019 teaser. heard the song king of the night by the band perfect world off of their 2019 teaser nate kick it off yeah pulling heavily from i mean it was new york hardcore right pulling heavily to like the ancestors but it had a modern edge to it sure the breakdown and the solo at the end were pretty good yeah this stuff never really gets me going mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah same i mean it's 
You know, I don't know. This this style of hardcore is fine. Yep. But it never really gets me going. I prefer if I'm going to listen to New York style hardcore, usually very early New York style hardcore. <laughs> I don't really I don't really follow it once they start making it a bit more metal. Right. Introducing a bit more of a I don't know, a heaviness to it, I guess like a metallic metallic edge to it. Right. It's fine, but I kind of, I find it kind of boring. Yeah, I often do too. Um there are a few standouts of this particular approach that I dig a lot. Um, I really like the first few Terror records. I think they're kind of modern classics at this point, not even really modern. They're like almost 20 years old. Yeah. Um, but I love the first few Terror records. Um, I like the first few Hatebreed records. I like stuff that airs on this side, but only a handful of bands. And yeah. most bands that do this just, they don't really catch me, but they don't piss me off either. No, it's like a fine style. Terror you know? and Hatebreed, I've never given two shits about. Yeah. Never. Yeah, I love both of those bands a lot. And, but. you know, bands that are pulling from that, I don't really give two shits about. That's kind of how I feel. Like, I love those bands, but I very rarely care about bands that are pulling from them, you know? I think maybe maybe it's because it's, like, a little too polished. Yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? I get that for sure. Like, listening to that, if I'm going to hear something that's, like, really... I guess technical. Mm-hmm. That's basically not punk rock. Right, right. That's... I don't want a fine polish on my punk rock. Sure, not me. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I'd much rather hear it in all its fucking ugliness. Right, with the goofs and the fucking and you know the fucking vocal cracks and the fucking you know pick noise and the guitar string. I'd much right. rather hear all the fucking ugliness that comes along with it and a degree of sloppiness. Sure, than I would something that's been honed and polished because. Frankly, there's it's just not interesting music, right? You know what I mean that you want to sit down and listen to and pay attention to, but like, oh, let's listen to that bass line. I don't right. give a shit what the fucking bass line is, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, the riff was fine, but like I said, once they start cleaning up the, once you start polishing the New York hardcore sound and putting more fucking metal in it, mm-hmm. I'm checking out. Yeah, that's because if I want to hear a polished heavy record, I'll just listen to fucking heavy metal. Right, I'll listen to crossover. Right, right, exactly. And I think maybe that kind of that gets to the root of it for me is that stuff that rides this line between hardcore and crossover. Nine just, times out of ten, I just want to listen to crossover. Yeah, exactly. Because it it it's all of the same elements that yeah. are present in this, but just much better. And the music's no fun. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's more self-serious than than thrash and crossover. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean I mean like this band aside, you mm-hmm. know, cuz the lyrics are about, you know, experience of fucking uh, you know, right, being right. in war. Yeah, I, I don't gonna, know if any of these guys were are vets or whatever. Yeah, I was going to bring that up too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, my old man's a fucking Vietnam vet and it shit hap- that shit happened to him when he was 18, 19, 20, well, when he was 20, he was over there. Yeah. And uh it basically fucking cemented like who he was for the to this day, and he's seventy one. Right. You know what I mean? But like, that's fine. But like musically, the the music to me isn't as fun. Yeah, I get that's that. just music that you just kind of stand there and nod your head to. You don't bang your head to it. You don't fucking rage to it and thrash to it. Right. And you don't really fucking have fun with it. Right. Right. I mean, I'm sure some some people, people do. do. I don't. I don't. Right. Exactly. I would. But yeah, I, w- I was actually going to give props on those lyrics real quick, just because. So much of the time, or not so much of the time, but a handful of times, we've ripped into lyrics for being incredibly self-pitying, for having no sense of perspective or self-awareness, for talking about the pain and suffering of existence when you almost certainly um, live a fine life. I have definitely had some friends who have come back from war very fucked up, dealt with some very serious shit. 
Um, so props for, uh, if this is indeed a lived experience, props for writing about something that is like actually real and not like, I want it in my fucking life. Yeah. I hate my life and yeah. my mom in my bedtime. And there's probably like a ton of fucking vets that are into this shit. Mm-hmm. But like, aside from a handful, I can't really think of anybody that's like was active military or is like a vet that is like notable that I can think off the top of my head in hardcore. There, well, rabies. Rabies. Um, John Joseph actually went AWOL from the military. Right, right. Uh, I believe the singer from Benum was in the fucking military. Yeah, they're a handful. So they're a handful, but I, and, and like, but you know, that's not a perspective that you get a lot in hardcore right. lyrics either. Right. Yeah. No, not really. And so, and also, like, I'm I'm a big advocate for uh, for definitely drawing outside the lines with lyrics in hardcore and punk because. It's so easy to fall into like trope heavy bullshit. If you can actually offer some sort of interesting perspective about something and sing about something different, I'm hype on just the attempt. You know what I mean? Even if even yeah. if the delivery isn't there, which in this case I think it was pretty good. But I'm just saying, like, even just attempting to to draw outside the lines with that shit, I'm fucking stoked on. So yeah, um, verdict on this, not mad at it. It's just not really my style. Yeah. But if you do like this kind of stuff, super well done. Yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? Yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah. You know, but it's not. I will say that on the tags, uh, they have power violence included. Um, that's that's incorrect. That is incorrect. Yeah, that is incorrect. That that is misleading. Um, let's uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Three. Oh, all right. We got absence of mine. I'm happy we landed on this. So it is absence of mine. M I N E dot bandcamp dot com. So the record is called Smile. Aren't you happy? It is a full length, nine songs. It. Uh, this record kicked up some controversy. That artwork sucks. I see. I kind of love that artwork. I think it kind of fucking rules. It's the so. Well, it depends what the band's going for. Well, you know what I mean. Well, you're gonna find out what the band's going for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like if the band is trying to be ironic, you know, and they they have like deliberately fucking shitty artwork like that, right? As right. a statement of irony. Okay, we'll see where you take it. But like, sure. if that was a legitimate attempt, it's like. Hey, check this out. This is pretty nice artwork. It's not right. Yeah, I know. I I think I it, can't imagine somebody thought it was nice artwork. I I love the artwork. So like, since the podcasts are not a visual medium, it's like a three D art, like early nineties looking three D art smiley face with the name of the record around it and a background that looks like a fucking like a Windows media player like it looks graphic like, it looks like an lcd screen that you push into too hard and you get the weird rainbow colors around yeah your, that's yeah. that's actually a, a pretty good uh a pretty good comparison so i'm trying to figure out which song we should listen to um there the the problem with that, with this record is that it kind of it kind of runs the gamut but the good thing is that even within the context of a single song it runs the gamut um, I'm trying to figure out which song would be the best. Um, well, I am a fan of stuff that is deliberately fucking obtuse and weird. Yeah, but <laughs> we'll just we'll find out. We'll find out. I don't want to talk about it before we've even played it. You know what I mean? Um, do you want to do the title track? Is it, yeah okay cool. Let's yeah let's just do the title title track. So we're gonna listen to "Smile." Aren't you happy? Off the LP of the same title by Absence of Mind.
Alright, we just heard the title track off of the record Smile Aren't You Happy by Absence of Mine. I'm going to kick it off this time because I have heard this record start to finish several times already. Um, I listened to it the day that it came out, uh, which is, let me double check when this came out, June, June 3rd. 3rd. Yeah, so I listened to this the day came it, it came out because if you exist uh, on hardcore Twitter or anywhere online where, where hardcore kids congregate and talk about new releases and things of that nature, this record was uh, inescapable for a moment. It's uh, Suffice it to say, it was polarizing. Uh, it caused a bit of a non-troversy um, with a lot of people listening to this and going, what in the absolute fuck is this? And then a handful of their homies saying, Hey, these kids are playing hardcore. You're you can't make fun of them. Well, that's not hardcore. <laughs> well, that's not hardcore. Well, like well, I'll let you finish, but that ain't hardcore. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I think it falls. I think it it falls in the world of hardcore, certainly. Mm, mm. Um, so what I had to say about this record when it came out was that it's nonsense. However, and I mean this genuinely, I do appreciate like kids trying new shit i even if it doesn't land applaud you for doing weird shit and not giving a fuck about fitting into a formula or whatever because you're certainly not doing that you're not there's no mind paid to like we want to sound like this like you're clearly pulling from a lot of different shit and sincerely i applaud that now where this landed was an absolute clusterfuck my feeling is like especially from reading some of the lyrics and shit which i must say are so bad that it's actually astounding on some the of these songs. The lyrics in that song were really bad. And that's not close to as bad as they get. With Mixed with the, the singing and clean vocals, the chorus, uh, like the kind of alt-rocky, alt-metal-y parts in there, I think that these are hardcore kids that are very into typo negative, that are trying to pull those influences in and not doing it. And there's some hardcore from the 90s that does this that I actually really like. Like the Sub Zero record, Happiness Without Peace, it brings in some like weird alt rocky uh, elements sparingly that kind of sound similar to this sonically, but like very well executed. And for the record, I think the musicianship on this record is actually quite good. And I think even like listening to this whole record a few times because I've revisited it to try to see just like kind of, if anything, it's an interesting record. Like which is more than you can say about a lot of records. I think it's a bad record, don't get me wrong, but it is interesting. So I've revisited it a few times. I think there are some cool ideas on this album and my my analysis uh, of this besides that was like they shouldn't have let their cousin Jeff be the vocalist because that's what it sounds like. Right. Cousin Jeff was well, like their see, their homie was like See, yeah, and I was thinking like Maybe like they're, like they have an uncle <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah. good at guitar, uh -huh. who's like maybe 15 years older than them. Not like really old. He's like right, right. dad's youngest brother. Sure, he's 40. Right. Right. He was fucking way into like System of a Down in 1998. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. In 1999, uh -huh. it was like, yeah, playing a lot of that sort of shit. Yeah, I can, I can play that, guys. Right. Yeah, let's, let's fucking go. And right. so, you know, Uncle Steve uh -huh. is the guitar player. <laughs> And he's a smoking guitar player, but he doesn't write fucking hardcore songs. Right. Right. And everybody else. So, in the Midwest, mm -hmm. I'm going to stop myself right here and, like, back up for just a second. Okay. There's a certain ilk of band that will get booked on hardcore shows. It's usually bar shows. Mm -hmm. 
but they just kind of show up and they may be like now make no mistake we do not live in a center of culture no we do not i mean we live in a a, a medium-sized city in northern indiana we live in the second largest city in, in northern indiana right well in indiana in general in indiana in general yeah. correct but and by no means is it like a cultural center no it sure is not um so surrounding fort wayne in all directions mm-hmm. are just small rural towns with maybe a population of 10,000 people. And, right. and in between, like Fort Wayne has about 200,000 people, 250. In the city proper, the city. it's like 250, and Metro is like 400. Yeah, yeah. and so, like, but but you get outside of the footprint of Fort Wayne, Yeah, and you're going to drive 20 minutes before you get to a fucking crossroads town mm-hmm. that has a couple grain elevators and, you know, a series of houses, a Dollar General, and, you know, a fucking gas station, a marathon. Right, right. Right? And there are, that's what every other fucking town between here and Gary, Indiana is like. Yeah, it's kind of a nightmare. Right? Yeah. Like, there's Fort Wayne, there's these little crossroad rural towns, and then you've got, like, the Chicago area and Indy, and that's it. Mm. And so you get these bar shows where a metal band would be put on, you know, like, mm-hmm. I used to work at a fucking, uh, I used to bounce at a bar, and we had like you know metal bands that would play probably three times a month. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Medium-sized metal bands. Nothing like you know. It wasn't like we're not getting fucking Cannibal Corpse coming right. through, but we might get Skinless that comes through. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the the uh, the, the 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 bars the bar the bar's owner has like a nephew who's in a band, and mm-hmm. they live in Kendallville, Indiana. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Uh huh. And these kids have no fucking idea what hardcore sounds like. Right. Right to them, you know, hardcore is hate breed. Like mm-hmm. one dude had one dude's into hate breed, but everybody else is listening to fucking you know fucking System of a Down and Incubus <laughs> and shit like that. Right? They have no fucking idea. So there's one songwriter. There's one songwriter, and his and his reference point even at that is very is small. very narrow. Right. And, and and then they have like one dude who has you know. <sighs> A fucking Meza Boogie, like full stack. Right. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, and you know, like, for somehow, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like a higher-end, like, mid-ranged Ibanez guitar. Right. And dude shows up. He can fucking shred. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how to write songs. Right. And he sure as shit doesn't know anything about hardcore or, like, actual heavy metal. Right. You know what I mean? He's listening to, like, you know, 98.9 The Bear. Yeah. You know, and his reference point is... Uh, fucking, I, I I can't even think of the shitty bands like like Seven Dust. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh huh. And this isn't that far off from that at times. Right. And so those bands then get hooked onto the onto the fucking show. Right. And so there's like an actual death metal band, whether or not they're any good, like Skinless. Mm-hmm. That's debatable. I like Skinless, but but yeah. it's an actual death metal band. Sure. And then this fucking band opens up for them. Right. Right. And it sounds just fucking like that. <laughs> it it just does. Fucking like that. I it hadn't sounds of like that. a bucket of fucking barf. <laughs> Well, I don't feel that strongly about it, but yeah, the record's bad. And actually, it sounds like a bucket of successive barfs where there's like <laughs> stratified layers. Like, this is the seven dust level of fucking barf. And then a the day before, I ate it fucking steak and shake. So here's our fucking incubus level, right? <laughs> At one point, the dude in this fucking song, I said to you, sounds like the vocalist for the body. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. has to be the worst goddamn fucking vocal sound I have ever ever heard 
anybody make on an album. Yeah. And I think the body's fine. I've seen them live. Yeah, I like the body. I like them musically, but every time I see them or listen to them, I just wish that guy would shut the fuck up. <laughs> right? Okay. I just wish he would shut the fuck up. He sounds like a train whistle. He sounds like a train whistle in the distance. And I it, I get it. Like, we're talking about the body now, but right. like, I get it. You're trying to be like abrasive and obtuse. Mm-hmm. So congratulations, because you fucking succeeded. <laughs> and it takes a lot to get you to feel that way about I, something. I, I have a very hard time. If I could take a body, like, if I had the technical know-how, I would just take the body songs and remove the vocal track <laughs> entirely. <laughs> Okay. It is easily the worst thing. And at one point, the dude in the song sounds like that. Yeah. The next point, he sounds like he's fucking. You know, they're 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 like I said, they're trying to be in fucking Seven Dust or Incubus or some shit like that. Right. There is, I, I like with you. I I you know I commend, I commend the pioneering spirit. Sure. But what I don't commend is the complete and utter lack of reference point. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. And then the audacity <laughs> to call yourself fucking hardcore. And you come with something like this. So, like, congratulations, you put together a heaping pile of shit. <laughs> and I, you know, honestly, I will listen to the rest of that record for the same reason that I watched every single episode of Sons of Anarchy. Right. It's like, I just couldn't, I had to see how fucking bad it was going to get. Yeah, yeah, you do, you need to listen to this. So I will listen to the entire record. Congratulations, you put together a, 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 a rainbow of vomit. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. But that is not a fucking hardcore record. So it's interesting because the other day, so there's a, um, they, they have a YouTube and Instagram and any sort of social media you can imagine, this site, Catatonic Youths. And if anybody's listening to this, they probably are, are already familiar with that. If you're not, go check it out. They basically find music from every corner of, of the internet, the worst music you can imagine, like unbelievably bad, and put up clips of it. Um, and people comment on it. And it's, a, it's a good time. The other day, and I'm going to tie this back around to Absence of Mind in a second here. The other day, they put a band on there that was a band exactly like what you're talking about, a band that would open up a metal show, right? Yeah. They're older dudes. They're competent enough. And they're playing music that, in this instance, it wasn't aiming for hardcore. It was aiming for hard rock. But somebody commented on it and was like, yo, no shit. If I heard this without seeing the video, I would think that this is like a new like a 2019 really bad youth crew demo. And I listened, I closed my eyes and listened to it and they were dead right. And so I think sometimes with music like this and music in general, even good music, which again, I do not think this is, interesting, yes, good, no. I think that intent is like the thing that puts it in one place or the other. Because I have no doubt that the people in this band, because... What you just described is a phenomenon for sure. I don't think that's the case in this band. These folks are from California. I think they're in other bands maybe. I have no doubt these kids' pedigree is hardcore kids. I'm sure they are. You know what I'm saying? I, actually, I'm not sure they you are. Know, who the fuck they knows? might They might be. But I get the indication that they are via seeing like interactions on the internet and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like the people that were caping up for them. Seems like they're hardcore kids. Cool. So the intent here is to, definitely, is to be a hardcore in some sense of the word. And so them sharing spaces with hardcore bands is not strange for me but legit the only difference the only thing separating you from playing to the seven dust crowd or playing to the hardcore crowd is your associations and your intent yeah same because a lot of 
bad music, you know, it falls into just where you, it, it could all be put in the same blender and you'd come out with the same shit sandwich, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's kind of like this, like you could see this opening up for a bar show like you described. And if it were, if it were 60 year old dudes, you know, like Hilljack dudes, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily think they're older. Like, I, no, no, no. Like, I, but I know what you're you know saying. What I mean? like, it could be right. Those these, guys. These yes. Are like in, in, in this neck of the woods. Right. And I don't, th- I, I don't also, know how regional that is. I don't know how I was gonna say, I don't know how regional this phenomenon of like kids that have no frame of reference, despite having access to the internet. Right. Right. Whose idea of hardcore is psychopathic records, um, Fox <laughs> motorcycle accessories, <laughs> And uh, monster energy drink, right? You know what I mean. And they just sh- and, and all that remains, and all that remains, right. and they, yes. they just show up like sounding like this, yeah. like, dude, yeah, what the fuck, like, <laughs> right. you know, I think you know, you mentioned they're from California. I don't know if that means shit because, like we said, they're super rural. Sometimes yeah. I think about California as just consisting basically of giant trees. San Francisco and then LA, right? Which and is the not beach. true, right? Yeah, right. Like I just it, it in my in, in the microcosm of my mind, that's what it is, mm-hmm. and I know that's not the case. I know that there's you know fucking hillbillies galore, big time, and desert like trailer desert parks. rats and trash yeah. in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying these guys are desert rash and trash. Right. I'm just saying the phenomenon of like rural know nothings mm-hmm. showing up and playing what they think is like metal or hardcore has to be expand beyond the Midwest. It's got to. It's got and to. Like, yeah, it's just guys, fucking check out the internet. <laughs> I think maybe they checked out too much of the internet, like, to tell you the truth. What the fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Google Google Jerry's kids. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I don't need everybody to play the no, style of hardcore I, I that I prefer. I don't either, but like, or, or, or don't call yourself fucking hardcore. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. not hardcore. Sure. Fair enough. That That's fucking. Um, I think that's that's such a like a, that's a tough conversation though. That's some fucking gap tooth yokel shit. I don't disagree with you, but like it's interesting just because I think intent plays such a big part and what mm. you're going for because like you know yo like you couldn't you couldn't come up with two things more disparate than like early Earth Crisis and like Why Die or something like yeah, that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And they're both hardcore, and the main element there is intent and association. Right. So I think it's hard. It's hard to make like in my. It's hard for me. To make a say like I'm making an objective value judgment, this isn't hardcore. I think when you've been in the community, community, that's a dumbass term. When you've been in the scene, whatever, when you've been enjoying this music for a long time, I think you just sort of get a spidey sense. But even at that, it's subjective. You get what we've talked about before, what they've talked about on uh, Axe to Grind, Uncanny Valley hardcore. Which is like it shares all the elements, but there's just something off that it isn't. It isn't quite there. It isn't the same thing. Yeah, but so okay, so like Uncanny Valley hardcore, you know, um, would be shit like um, Piss Jeans. Sure, yeah, but I I would normally use that in like in a I I would use Uncanny Valley hardcore as to denote something that is off 
in a way that it's like it seems recognizable, but it's false. It's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so like the yeah. piss jeans is hardcore adjacent. It's hardcore adjacent. Right. Okay. T- point point taken. So, give me an example of uh, of an uncanny valley hardcore. Like, I, honestly, aside from being a car with you, I've never listened to Ask, Ask the Grind because they don't play D and D on their show. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Um. So. A classic example that you might be familiar with, like Vision of Disorder. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's like they're coming from the hardcore scene, for right. sure. They're playing with hardcore bands, and there's elements there. But it's like to certain type of people and to a certain pedigree of hardcore kid from that era, especially, they're like, this isn't hardcore. Yeah, but I also know plenty of people that were way into Vision of Disorder and put them right in rank and file with everything else. Totally, but that's gonna the, the, and that's kind of what I'm saying is like that sort of Spidey sense. As much as you feel like maybe as an individual, I feel very, like I can very much trust my senses on this. There might be a, another dude in the room over who's like, no, this is hardcore. So, but I would say you could play Why Die, mm-hmm. right? Um, Gang Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, VOD, mm-hmm. Earth Crisis, and Strife, mm-hmm. and VOD necessarily wouldn't stand out as being not hardcore. Like, right. yeah. you know what I mean? Like, if you just gave it a cold listen. Sure. Now, if you put that fucking band in the mix with with that diversity of sounds, yeah, that band would stand out like a, stick out like a sore thumb. But what about like Life of Agony? I don't like Life of Agony. I, I love Life of Agony. But whether you like them or not, still the question is like, is Life of Agony a hardcore band? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Is Biohazard a hardcore band? You know I what I mean? I would say like early on. Sure. But like, you know, that's like a lot of people at the time were like, yo, this is fucking clown shoes. Sure. This isn't hardcore. Oh, I can tell you that this uh-huh. will never be hardcore. <laughs> Well, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> this will never be canonized, according will, to Nate. This will never be hardcore. Okay, fair enough. I mean, enough. if I, that's the case, then we have to accept that, like, the super raw fucking Incubus demo that must be out there <laughs> is, like, some of the burliest hardcore we've ever fucking heard, right? <laughs> or that, like, the, the soundtrack to uh, Blade 2 is the gnarliest <laughs> hardcore record ever written. <laughs> Good-ass movie. Um well, yo, that's that's an in-depth conversation. I think we've touched on it as much as we need to on this show, but it's a question worth considering. I think that at the end of the day, the thing to take away from that conversation is like everybody's line for that is going to be different. And uh, as we said up top, you know, we're not making objective claims, but like our truths are our truths. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's one of those things where it's just like just because we believe something to be true in our world doesn't have to mean shit to you. Like, the fact that you objectively think, like, this isn't fucking hardcore is fine. We're not trying to assert that opinion onto you, you know what I mean? But, like, I don't, you know, I don't like this. I think it sucks. Somebody else might like it. I don't think it's hardcore. I think I'll listen to it for a laugh. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I will say, I kind of wish we had... I didn't... It's not as representative of the record, but I, I wish we had listened to Cry, 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 because it's... Is that the shortest track? Yeah, it is, but it's got... It's just because it has one, it's just a two-line couplet, but it's like some of my favorite, my favorite lyrics of the year, I want to say. It's very simple, but just seeing it, that someone wrote it down and then sang it on a track and then clicked upload to it. I want to fuck. I feel so alone. Okay, yeah. <laughs> just like, see, dog. What see, you? and that's totally like, you know, whatever your local fucking hard rock heavy music station is that's totally the fucking like yeah. raunchy lyric that you would hear well, it, well there, that that sounds like um oh i can't even fucking think of the band is it 
Buck Cherry. Yeah, yeah, Buck Cherry, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it totally sounds like the I lyrics wanna to. Fuck. Yeah, they I feel to so alone. Yeah, that sounds like 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 a fucking Buck Cherry <laughs> lyric that that was like they're like, nah, let's not go with that. Let's go with this. Instead. Yeah, the, there's another great line in that song called uh, that's simply. I'll fuck the devil's whore. <laughs> okay, we'll see. Now that's black metal. <laughs> that is kind of black metal, yes. Right? That is a little black metal. Um, so we'll move on from hating on absence of mind. You know, no hard feelings. Like I said at the, when we first started talking about you, I'm genuinely happy you tried something new. Uh, just that that uh, attempt um, did not please me <laughs> in, in any way, but you ain't trying to please me. And so. I'm going to say that I would like to think you're trying something new, but I'm not convinced. I just think you don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> that, that's entirely possible too. That was the debate. That was the debate du jour on the internet when this record came out. Yeah. So um let's uh let's roll the dice and see what's up next. All right. Also we got a dog barking in the background. You wanna go you wanna go try and placate the, the pup? All real right, quick? let me put the fucking boots to him. Alright, we're gonna try and placate the cup the pup. We'll we'll come back in just a sec. Olha que coisa mais linda, mais cheia de graça. Ela menina que vem que passa num doce balanço caminho do mar. So during the period of, of time that we just took that brief break for Nate to go, uh, you know, placate the dog, um, we decided just to dip our toes into the earliest Absence of Mine release, their EP that they released back in 2017. Mm-hmm. I will lost say, my, or lost myself is the name of it. Uh, it's considerably better now that it's what I would call hardcore. Right? I'm not going to say it was good hardcore. No, but it wasn't. But that was hardcore. It wasn't bad. Well, yeah. I, again, we listened to what 45 seconds of it. You know what I mean? So maybe the rest, who knows? But what we heard of that one song, yeah, was way more sort of like I would immediately identify it as hardcore, and it was fine. And it was fine. It didn't make me mad. I mean, not to say that the rest of the record makes me mad, because it actually makes me quite happy. But and, and, and looking at the artwork for the rest of it, um, the rest of the releases, the artwork is, I would say, better. Mm. It So that tells me, that with that last smile, aren't you happy? Right. They're trying to go for a thing. They're trying to be right. artists. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for These sure. These aren't sure. stumble fucks right. that have no frame of reference mm-hmm. that... Uh, you know, just got fucking booked in the show because they know somebody. Right. Like, these guys had a thing going, but they're like, you know what? Let's try something different. Let's try something that really sucks. <laughs> Which, again, yo, props for trying something different. It just didn't land. Uh, we've, But we have we have uh, monopolized the fucking airways with our absence of mind discussion. So let's uh, let's move on to the next thing. Let's. We've only gotten through two bands so far. Okay. Uh, two. Okay, this is the band Decoy. Um, it, the Bandcamp is decoy225.bandcamp.com. It is a single permanent failure with the B-side false sense of morality. Um, like I said at the top of the episode, this was sent to me by the same individual who uh, initially sent uh, Judy and the Jerks over. Um, but this is, like I said, uh, I believe on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Certainly looks like it. It's another southern band, though, Baton, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um I guess we might as well just listen to the intro song, I would say. Right? Permanent Failure. Permanent Failure. It's the A-side of a two-song release. Mm-hmm. They're both around three minutes long, so let's just listen to that. Okay. Uh, we're going to listen to Permanent Failure by Decoy.
We just heard the song Permanent Failure by the band Decoy. And Nate, I think you said something kind of interesting when we were listening to it. That kind of harkens back to what we were just discussing about Uncanny Valley hardcore, which I don't think that this necessarily is. But in the same same vein, you pointed out that, you know, this came out if this came out in 1997 or something, right? Not that far off from a band like Abnegation, sonically. But there's just something about it that is different that makes it not the same as that it's so my my knowledge of hardcore that sounds like this is sparse Mm -hmm. because i don't listen to it right i mean you know there are a handful of bands that are of this ilk Mm -hmm. i don't know if you call them hardcore you know what i mean but like somebody that listens to shit like this but like dude what are you even fucking talking about you know what i mean right like um i'm drawing a blank even trying to think of it so like my, my uh, most of my my references for anything that sounds like this mm-hmm. are very dated, sure, and very regional to where I was in the late '90s. Right, and so a band like Abnegation, right, and there were a ton of bands between like Cleveland and Pittsburgh and fucking Erie and stuff like that that sounded like this mm-hmm. in Western PA, um, and Eastern Ohio. Yeah, in the late '90s, and if I heard this in the late '90s, I'd be all about it. But even but 
structurally the songs they don't drip with the same sort of like nastiness that some of those songs do yeah you know what I mean like this is just it this is too I guess polished and constructed and I don't like I, I, I don't like the other I was thinking like other things that I would listen to like certainly to the outsider mm-hmm. there's no difference between this and something like you know I keep going I talk about last week but like um, that low end band sure there's a ton of fucking difference right yes that those low end songs were way better songs right. they were much more fucking to the point and much more rooted in like traditional hardcore and much more tr- rooted in traditional hardcore this is like straddling the line between the late metallic the hardcore the, like the basically it was metal right that hardcore kids were playing in the late 90s sure and like fucking radio metal Right. Yeah, so it's it's interesting because I didn't feel as strongly about the, you know, absence of mind isn't hardcore thing as you did. I think the argument could be made. So stuff like this actually sticks in my craw a lot more. Uh, and to me, like, again, I, I don't really have any interest in making value judgments about what and what isn't hardcore most of the time. So I don't care to, to, to make that claim in this instance. But I would be much more likely listening to this to say, like, to me, this isn't this isn't hardcore to me there's something about it i don't know if it's i don't know these dudes so i don't know the intent right i don't know the spirit with which they're playing these songs but musically it sounds like music that is aspiring to be the opening act for kill switch engage yeah that's what this sounds like yeah 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 and kill switch engage dudes come from hardcore sometimes they cover hardcore songs they cover leeway and shit i think but like yeah it's not hardcore music this doesn't sound like a band that would be playing a DIY basement show, right? Or like a fucking all ages show. This sounds like a band that would do a fucking pay to play, right? You know, to yeah, open up for fucking Kill Switch Engage and or it, some shit like that. And it's fine to not sound like you're playing a basement show. They, they you know, pro core acts have existed traditionally, and some of them are really good. Uh, Code Orange being at the probably prime example for a contemporary band. Great band. Sound good and big. They are definitely not a basement band anymore. But they, yeah. But like, they were. We were. An old band of mine played with them in PA in right. Pittsburgh like years ago. Right. And so this stuff, yeah, man, something about it just like it, it irks me. And like, I'm not mad at these dudes. The, the music is competent enough. But like, this style of like metalcore, it just is not for me, man. It's like, it's too fucking noodly and it like. Is. Boring. It's boring, and which is ironic because there's way too much going on. Um, I think the stuff that you mentioned, like, abne- like the abnegation and chapter split, or even shit like Undying or something, right? Like, there's just, there's a certain... There's you, a youthful energy to it. Sure. This doesn't have any fucking youthful, good yeah. time energy. It's just a downer. Right, for sure. And it's like, it's almost like, I don't, this, sound, this might sound insane or weird, it's almost sometimes like, perhaps because of how it's recorded or how it's performed or some sort of sixth sense or spidey sense that you get after years of being involved in this, like, you can hear, you can just hear it, right? You can just, it's hard to explain, man. Like, yeah. you can just hear it. When I hear the bands that you're talking about from the 90s that maybe aren't that sonically disparate from this, there's just something that you can hear in the recordings and the playing and the, it, that's just different. And this seems to me like it's music that is aspiring very clearly to exist outside of a hardcore space. And that's fine if you want to do that. I don't really care. But I do kind of, I do kind of beef with, and again, 
yo, at this point, I'm not even talking about your band because this might not apply. But I'm just saying music that sounds like this often does aspire to be something other than hardcore. And if you do have that aspiration, that's fine. But I'm super not into people using hardcore as like a stepping stone to open that's that door. That's what I was going to say. That, that's what this is. That's exactly what I, this is like. This is the kind of music that hardcore kids start to play when they become men mm. and decide they need to make a living. Right. And I ain't mad at that, right? But And Bob on Extra Grind talked about this on a recent episode, too. And like when he started talking about it, I was like nodding my head because I, I don't think I'd ever articulated it in that way before. But like it's a very concise sort of like simple way to put it is like you want to do something else, totally cool. If you want to use like DIY and hardcore to fucking step up, it just irks me, man. I'm not with that. Yeah. And and I, like I said, I don't it know. It might not apply to these guys. And I don't know you know what I'm saying? Guys. What right. I will tell you is that shit was boring. Yeah, I'm not into it. So with that, you know, like I said, ain't mad at you. You're clearly good at what you do. Thanks for putting me to sleep, asshole. <laughs> if you get that Shadows Fall opening slot, good on you. This just is not for me. Let's uh, roll the dice and see what's up. Maybe the kids from fucking Absence of Mind will get to see you at the fucking Seven Dust show. <laughs> Or the Il Nino. Yeah, the Il, Il Nino. Nino. Can you believe that? <laughs> that they at the, existed. At, at the Pop Evil show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's roll it. What do we got? Seven left? Yeah, we got seven left in the queue. Five. <clears throat> okay. Five is Moral Law. I'm kind of excited to hear this because I really liked their uh, first single that they released last year. It's moralxlaw.bandcamp.com. Um, the song that we had recommended to us was Retribu- Retribution, so I'm down to go with that. Um, These guys are vegan straight edge. Yes, so now this is a band that, like, at least, again, I haven't heard this release yet, but the song that they did put out last year that I listened to was a band that actually captured the 90s vegan straight edge thing really fucking well, and I was really impressed with the song I heard. These dudes are are definitely students of Earth Crisis, and uh, like I said, the the very small uh, sample that I heard from last year with that one song was uh, really fucking well done. We've had a couple bands that have aimed for this on the show that I think have not quite recreated it. So based on their uh, previous output, I'm hoping that this EP lands closer. I am going to say this. This is a 3 minute and 55 second song. But that, if this is a 4 minute song about being straight edge, you have failed. No, I think this is a uh, 4 minute song about uh, being vegan. Oh, you've still fucking failed. No, nah, I'm into it. I'm super... Dude, you love Earth Crisis. All they talk about is being vegan I like, and straight I edge. like everything up to Destroy the Machines, and which means basically I don't give a shit about Earth Crisis because I don't give a shit about anything after that. Yeah, but like that's... You really like those. <laughs> I like them. I don't really like them. The yeah. last time I listened to Destroy the Machines was probably six years ago. It was probably six months ago because I came into your house and you were playing it and you were like, "This record's really fucking good." Oh, you're right. That was that yeah. was. But that but that was you the first time. Bitch. That was the first time I had listened to it probably like six or seven years. Yeah, and you said nice things about it. Right, right. And so I like that record. Yeah, it's great. But like, <laughs> I get what you're saying though. Just because a band that did something in the past did something, it doesn't mean that you necessarily want to see bands recreate. Yo, I get it. If you fuck, if it takes you longer to sing about being vegan than it takes to eat a vegan burger. <laughs> You fucked up. I'm into it. And these kids are young, too, and I'm really into We had a conversation about this years ago, actually. We were playing with a band that was, like, getting real preachy about veganism, and you were like, man, I know this shit's annoying, but, like, I kind of miss when bands, like, gave a fuck about anything. Oh, I still do. Right. I still do, because there's, 
we haven't even listened to the band and we're talking about. It. I have no idea what this sounds, what this band sounds like. I mean, I do, right? But I don't. Yeah, right, right. You know, but yeah. like, I still do. I like it when bands like give a shit about something, right? And as annoying as it can be when they fucking you know start talking about what their songs are about, uh-huh. yeah, I kind of miss that because. Especially for a minute there in our neck of the woods, there's no nobody gave a shit. There's about no ethos. Nothing. No, there ethos. was no ethos. Yeah, I mean, shit. There wasn't even a mythos. <laughs> there, was, there wasn't even a pathos. No, it was just. It was just. Hey, let's fucking make some noise so that we can go to parties and fucking get fucked up. Right. Yes. So right? It, yeah. And I, I, I think that there's more of a return to actually giving a fuck about things. And I get that it could come off corny, but I. I mean, I would rather have that than people just be like, fuck it. I got so fucking tired of acting like I gave a shit about what some dude with a fucking dreaded mullet was talking about. Like, just out of politeness because he was at my show, my house playing. (laughs) Right, right, yeah, yeah. Like, dude, you're a fucking idiot. Sure. I don't give a shit about anything you're talking about. Right. You can't even brush your teeth. (laughs) Good God, man. It's 2012. (laughs) Right? Right. Well, this is the opposite end of the spectrum to that. So on that note, let's listen to Retribution by the band Moral Law, who almost certainly do brush their teeth like good little boys and girls.
All right, we just heard the song Retribution by Moral Law off of their self-titled EP. Nate, go ahead and kick it off because I have lots of nice things to say. So if you have less nice things to say, I'd like to just, you know, round it out with a nice, uh, well, end on a, a positive it note. tends to be the way things go, isn't it? Well, nah, sometimes. Yeah. That was fucking corny. Musically, it was fine, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, I've heard bands do that better that, like, make me want to fucking, like, move. Mm-hmm. That didn't really. Okay. Okay. So, like... Just to, like, background full disclosure, I devote significant portions of my brain power to conservation issues. I am a professional conservationist and environmentalist. Yeah. And uh, I appreciate... I don't know any of these guys, obviously, so I don't know. But I can tell you that, like, as such, Mm -hmm. as someone who, like, this is what I do for a living, and even if I didn't do it for a living and someone wasn't paying me, I'd still have to fucking do it. It's like the one thing I care about more than anything else. Right. Right? I absolutely hate references to Gaia (laughs) and hippie fucking bullshit, pseudo-spiritual conservation bullshit. (laughs) I fucking hate it. And for the most part, every other single person of my ilk that I know professionally and socially Mm -hmm. um in this field feel exactly the same way Mm -hmm. i hate it those were incredibly fucking dumb lyrics the earth (laughs) is not going to seek retribution it is a fucking accretion of minerals compacted into a sphere because of gravitational forces in three-dimensional space it's not going to seek retribution. There uh-huh. is no such thing as Gaia. Even to speak of it metaphorically makes me fucking laugh. Because <laughs> it, the planet itself is indifferent to what happens to it. Uh-huh. I just, it really fucking, like, when I'm working with volunteers, and, and I'm always super stoked to, like, talk conservation with people and, and fucking spread the good word, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Of... uh spread the good news and pound my fucking Bible as it, as it were. Mm-hmm. But, um, man, am I, man, I am always bummed to have some fucking, you know, dude in fucking sandals and like, you know, a tie dye come up and talk to me about, you know, mother earth dude. And, and like, and like the turquoise and denim crowd come up and right. fucking talk to me about like, the spiritual aspects of all this sort of shit. Sure. And I mean, I hate that shit too. Yeah. And so that just colors that entire fucking thing for me. Like, like, and and, and when you stack it up on what I felt was like a hardcore song that could have been picked up significantly Mm -hmm. and like made into a bit more of a ripper, Mm -hmm. um, that was boring and corny. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I loved that. That's I know you did. One, that's one of my favorite things we've heard on the show. I know. It was fucking great. It fucking ruled. I love corny vegan straight edge lyrics. And we've talked about this before on the show. You hate that shit. I I I don't I, I very rarely hate it. I sometimes think it's dumb and I'm not into it. And actually make no mistake, even when I really like it, I still think it's dumb. You know what I'm saying? Because I very much laugh at the things that I enjoy. Yo, pause real quick. Uh if anybody's listening to this that thinks for a second that at least me, I don't want to speak for you, um, that I actually genuinely take anything that I love seriously in a way that, like, I can't laugh at it or I don't understand that punk and hardcore is inherently fucking cornball shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I think I very much get it, right? Uh, yeah. But I also very much sincerely love it. 
in spite of that and sometimes because of that. Right. And that, in, in this instance, is definitely because of. Yes, yeah. those lyrics are fucking corny. I'm and, into it and they're humorless. Like if if it was delivered with a bit more, like wit and humor, mm-hmm. I'm totally into it. But see, this type of stuff can't be delivered. I know. And it so has that's what, to that's, be. That's why I said it was boring and corny. Right. Which right? I get it. I get it for sure. But like, this. So this kind of music, though, like this, coupled with like youth crew stuff, like early first wave youth crew stuff, this is what turned me into like a died in the wool hardcore kid. Sure. And and early youth crew stuff is super boring. I mean super boring, super corny. Right, right. Right. Yeah. Right. But I like it because it's not trying to come off as like fucking heavy handed and preaching to you about something. Well. I mean it talks about straight edge, it talks about fucking brother you know, your brothers and all that sort of shit. Right. And all, but like it's not like talking about real things. Yeah, no more than this is. This I mean, no, no. There, there is a legitimate like, like the the topics of that song. Sure, yeah, but like Youth of Day had songs like, about that. Like, no more is about like, like stop like Strange is a stupid thing to sing about because sure. it's not a real thing. You know right, what I mean? Right, it's, right. Like, it's, it's made like, up. Right. It's a made up thing, right? <laughs> right yes, and yes. it's not a problem if no one's fucking straight edge, and it's not going to solve anything if everybody is straight. Edge. <laughs> right, right. You yes. know what I mean? Sure. So it's a made up thing, right? And the same thing goes for like. <clears throat> A lot of the topics of like early youth crew band, mm-hmm. the, the the issues they're talking about in there are fucking laughably right. like non-issues. Getting stabbed in the back. Getting right. stabbed in the back and like, you know, sticking together in the streets. Right. What the fuck are you talking about? You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you're talking about a non-issue. You're talking about like, you know, it, it might as well be fucking like kindergartners crying because they didn't get a fucking <laughs> snack and writing a hardcore song about it. You know what I mean? We got to stick together and get the Rice Krispie treats. You know? Like, it's fucking stupid. Uh-huh. But like when a band tries to like come at you with an issue. Right. And then they hit you with something so... I guess like... <clears throat> unapologetically corny as that mm-hmm. delivered in such a humorless way mm-hmm. that's fucking dumb i love it that's my, that's my shit because you gotta so i just was talking about how i'm not self-serious about this shit i was when i was probably these kids age or maybe a little bit younger i don't know exactly how old these kids yeah. are i was very self-serious sure. to the point where one of a dude who is a close friend of mine now andy uh, we broke up a band because he made fun of hardcore, and I said I was gonna beat his ass. Right, right. I mean, I, mean, I think that I think that you know anybody who is still listening to hardcore and is you know thirty or above can right. remember a time. I can certainly remember a time where you know I was pretty self serious about a lot of stuff. Right. I mean, even like not even like self serious about like hardcore in general. But like my best friend and I got into a huge feud because we were in. Well, Ides in fucking in, in the strip district one day, and I found the fucking dystopia backstabber seven inch. And we both saw it at the same time, right. and I went yoink and grabbed it. <laughs> I was a second quicker than him, right? And we fucking feuded over that for like two years, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Like that's fucking dumb. <laughs> sure, you know what I mean. And yeah. and topic wise too, like yeah, I'd be much more serious if you talked if 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 my if my nineteen year old self was talking about straight edge to me now. Uh-huh. You know, it would it would be like it would be such an incongruence, <laughs> right? Sure, you same. know what I mean. Yeah, very much. You same. know what I mean? Because like when, when when I was, you know, it's up like yeah, like, yeah dope. I, I'm I'm still doing dope things, and and like my life is awesome because I didn't fuck it up like an idiot, right? With like you know cigarettes and booze and drugs. Sure, you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't feel 
nor do I think I look like a haggard old man. No, you look you look good like for your people age. that are ten years younger than me. Right. Because they fucking spent five years drinking and smoking. Yeah. You know, they they spent a decade doing that every fucking night. No, we're killing it. You know what I mean? Like like I feel great. Sure. I feel like I'm a step ahead and I don't you know, I feel I feel fine. But at the same time, I'm not gonna talk about it like it's a serious thing. Right, right. Like it's gonna solve sure. any problems. Sure. And, and and yeah, that's that's one of the that's one of the like passes that you give youth. Right. If these dudes are we've said it before, if these dudes are of a certain age, right. you get a pass That's for it. writing something that fucking humorless and that fucking dumb. Right. 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 For sure. But if you are like say thirty mm-hmm. and you're still writing lyrics like that. Right. Number one, dude, I can tell you that you you know, for giving a shit about something you sure seem to probably be content to do nothing about it other than write <laughs> shitty hardcore songs. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if you really give a shit about something, pursue it. Right. Right? Don't fucking... It's like killing yourself. Don't write songs about killing yourself. Just kill yourself. Right. So I don't have to listen to your <laughs> shitty music. Right? And, uh-huh. like, if you're... If, if, if this is something that you really genuinely want to get into... Right. Then do it. Don't just write shitty hardcore songs sure. about it. You can also write shitty hardcore songs. You can, songs about but it. write better hardcore songs. Well, you don't need to write anything better than this, fellas, because I fucking loved it. Like and, I said. And, 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 and to anybody listening, don't ever fucking use the word Gaia in my vicinity. <laughs> I think that that's something that got co opted by that wave of hardcore in the 90s from hippie shit. Yeah. Like, so to me, my first exposure, again, this, I think a lot of this is about just like exposure too, because like, so. I, I've mentioned it before on this show. I grew up with a dad who was into punk. My stepdad was kind of into punk. Uh, but my dad was like a hardcore kid in the 80s. And so, but nonetheless, even though I grew up listening to a lot of that stuff, you know, you individuate. And you, when you're a little kid, you don't fucking care. When I was eight, I didn't care about being a punk, right? When I turned 11, 12, whatever, I started rediscovering my dad's record collection and getting into this shit. The thing that spoke to me most was like I was like street punk kid, you know, I had like shaved head, fucking leather jacket, combat boots, et cetera, et cetera. And then when I heard Youth of Today and Earth Crisis, my fucking life changed, like genuinely, you know. And I was like seventeen. That's when I became straight edge. I became vegetarian. I went vegan a few years later. That shit. It's corny as shit, but like it did change the course of my life and for the better because I was a fucked up kid from a fucked up background. Sure. So it did very good things for me and put me on a path, you know, that I'm not dead or in prison. But so because of that, because my affinity for that stuff is so strong, when it's done, especially by, because I do know these kids are younger, um, when it's done by young kids, which in my opinion, this well, because I thought this fucking banged, I love it. It makes me stoked. I, it brings me back to being 17 and writing pamphlet pamphlets about straight edge yeah, yeah. and how what an important political stance. Right, it and is. that's what I'm saying. You get a pass at that age, sure. and, and that's why I'm saying like these dudes. Mm-hmm. I assume would have to be pretty young. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if, like I said, if you're older and you're still writing that shit, that's fucking bonkers. They're pretty young. Yeah. That's fucking bonkers. Yeah. And that I, I think it's dope that they're putting out music about shit they give a shit about. Mm-hmm. Even though it's probably something they won't give a shit about, especially like the straight edge part later on, they're gonna sure. be like, "Hey, that was kind of corny, huh?" Yeah, you know right. what I mean, right? But I, I can guarantee you, in five years, uh-huh. whoever wrote those lyrics is gonna go, "Oh God." Yeah, probably. You know but, what I mean? But in that's two fine. years, that's fine. So though. what I would say is like, sure, when as you keep grow, up, keep up the concern, right? But do something better with it than write shitty fucking music with stupid <laughs> lyrics. And again, I don't think this is shitty music at all. The lyrics, yes, they're corny in a way that I very much like. 
hopefully we don't have to give you an edict to grow because as you grow as a person, you'll grow into new things, you'll grow into new ideas, and you'll you'll develop nuance around those ideas. So unlike Nate, I'm not going to deign to tell you how to fucking grow up over the course of the next five years. I'm sure and have confidence that you will arrive there of your own fucking accord and volition. Um, and as for the music itself, purely musically, I think this fucking rips is one of my favorite things I've heard on here. Um, it's kind of rare that we're so like in two different corners on this. Could you what? Not in two different corners. Cause you didn't hate this, but it's rare that like one of us is like, I love this. And right. the other one's like, I don't give a fuck. Right. Like, this. like if these lyrics had been about anything other than Gaia, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Even if it was straight edge, like, you know, I think singing about straight edge is dope. Right. And the music was fine. Mm-hmm. But just like I said, I, I, I opened with it because of like what I do. Right. And what I devote, like, a lot of my fucking attention to. Mm-hmm. Shit like that, I'm just like, oh, God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, well. And, 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 and I get it. It's fucking, it's corny and all that sort of stuff. And I'm not telling them how to grow up. I'm just saying, I think it's dope that you fucking are so, I guess, concerned about something that you want to write fucking songs about it. Right. Just do something better with it. Keep sure. it, keep that fucking concern and, and, and move forward. Yeah, keep that same energy for sure. You know? Yeah, I feel and, that. Um, I also want to say, I was thinking about this. Okay, can't wait. When you opened up, you're like, "We're not a, we're not a review show. We're not telling you how to write your fucking song. We always tell bands how to write their fucking songs. Uh, yeah, yes, we yes, yes, always fucking. Well, so make no mistake, we're telling you a lot of shit. But the, my point with that statement is always, you ain't got to fucking listen. Who the fuck are we? Right? Well, we that's said the on thing. the last episode. Here's the thing, like. If the mics weren't in front of us, we wouldn't be talking like there's a third person sitting here. Right. We, you know, like we wouldn't say, hey, fellas. Right. No, we would just say, yeah, that fucking guitar part right. sucks. But for they some reason, you out. put a mic in front of me. I assume it's, it, I think that maybe somebody's going to listen to it on the other end. People do listen to it you on the other I mean? end. That's proven. No, you know what I mean. Yeah. But like, like, the, like, like the person that I'm listening to and talking about right now, is I'm like it, beaming right. a message to them. Sure, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't give a shit. <laughs> right, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I don't give a shit. But I think it's funny. Like, we're always like, we're not a review show. We're not telling you how to write your songs. We're not tell, But we always fucking do. Yeah. Make no mistake. We are telling you how to write your songs. But my point is, that holds no fucking weight. Yeah. And I think that's the difference. Is because, like, music journalists, who I think are a class of human who should be annihilated and exterminated, put, put them all on an island and nuke it, uh... They make value judgments about things. They use flowery language that says nothing about music. It's a f- music journalism is the biggest fucking farce. It's a fucking racket. I hope they all die. But that's what I think separates this is we're talking about music that we a genre of music that we very much enjoy. And sure, I am telling yo if I didn't think that my opinions were the best opinions, I'd have different fucking opinions. That That is a valid point. You know what I'm saying? That is like, a valid point. I think I'm right about everything I say or I wouldn't fucking say it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong there. I'm just saying you're a grown-ass adult, so you are under no obligation to take me seriously in even the slightest sense. So, yeah, if I'm telling you, yo, fucking cut that dumb-ass riff, I believe that your song would be better. I'm just saying you ain't got to fucking listen to us. So... Yeah, okay. That's all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But on that note, yo, moral law, please come play uh, Indiana because I, well, I don't know if I'll pit hard to it because I'm currently under undergoing uh, medical shit, but if my body allows it, I'll pit hard to that. That's, and I won't be at the show. 
You won't. You won't even come. I huh? won't even come. I bet you will. I'll be. I'll be too busy out fighting for planet Earth <laughs> instead of crying about it in a fucking microphone. <laughs> All right. So this. Uh, this episode is gone. Well, we haven't gone long yet, um, but we're already over an hour, and we've only gotten through four bands. Maybe. Maybe not even. Did we have we have we gotten through four bands? Or I think it's four. We we talked an awful lot. Here's yeah. the thing. We've too. gotten through four. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't. Heard, we have. The past couple episodes, we've liked pretty much everything. I don't mm-hmm. think I've liked anything I heard tonight. Uh, the first band I felt was okay, fine. Yeah, they're fine. Right? Yeah. Um, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah. I mean, I haven't really liked anything except for that, which I fucking loved. So let's let's give it one more try. Let's okay. give you one more shot one to more like shot. something. We got yeah. We got six more. Three. Number three. Okay. So of all the things on the list tonight. Other than maybe one other thing. I think this is the one you're probably most likely to like just based on the image that I'm seeing associated with it. Okay. So this is, uh, this the premiere of this song is on No Echo. It's noecho.net. Um, I'll give you the address for the sake of it. But if you look up uh, Goon Ain't Right, No Echo, Google, or go to No Echo site, I'm sure you'll find it. It's the premiere track off of their upcoming uh, full-length Natural Evil. Um they are they're a band on Convulse Records, which is a small DIY label. Um, the owner of the label sent this over to us. Oddly enough, they're also based out of Denver, which I think is where uh, Moral Law is based out of as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, this looks like it's, at least by the looks of it, it's more in the punk lane of stuff. Are you looking at the picture of the dude with the red ski mask Yeah, the on? ski mask and the flower and stuff, yeah. So, uh, so let's just go ahead and listen to this. We're going to listen to the song Ain't Right by Goon. heard the song Ain't Right by Goon off of their debut LP Natural Evil on Convulse Records, which is not yet out, but is up for pre-order. Nate, go ahead and kick it kick it off. I love that. It was really good. I That is good music about negative shit mm-hmm. that, that was fucking perfect. Yeah, it was really good. 
the only thing I will say, like, there's, there doesn't seem to be any pretension when you look at the picture of the band. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they are, there's what appears to be um, an idiot in the background <laughs> in a sleeveless shirt with a blue hat on dancing. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I don't like that characterization. I mean, that's what he looks like. Okay. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he's a member of the crowd. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, like, like, he looks like the kind of guy that if he came up, you'd be like, fuck. If he's coming up to you to, like, your band plays and he's going crazy, like, yeah, that dude's really enjoying it. Right. But then he comes up to you after, he's like, God damn it. God damn it. This guy's going to fucking talk to me. At least that's how I am, right? Because I'm a prick. Right. But, um, uh, you know, the singer looks like a fucking maniac, at least in this picture. It looks like it's just a random stack of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like it's fun. So there doesn't seem to be a lot of like the pretension. They're just trying to sound fast and nasty and, and, and just the way I like it. Right. And jangly mm-hmm. and discordant in all the right places. That little fucking outro riff at the end of yeah, that. that was really good. That was really fucking good. Like, like that sounds like the intro to the next fucking song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I'm all about that. Um, I am definitely going to order that record. Um, just on that... One minute and 45 seconds. But what I was going to say is the lack of pretension that the band seems to put forth in their music and whatever I can glean from the style of these cretins in the picture, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Your label, on the other hand, Uh uh, comes at us with a lot of pretension. Do they? Uh, Let's see. I'm just going to read this directly from the... uh, the, the the page that we're on here, right? I think that I don't think that's from the label. I think that's from the band. If you're looking at the quote, no. Oh, you're not looking at the quote. Okay. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm looking at what the label is saying. They're being described by their record label with the following: 18 minutes and 25 seconds of pure, unfiltered psychedelic smoke and mirrors. A paradox of clean and dirty, order through chaos, an auditorial smack in the face from the white gloves of God. A wake up call, or more so, a sentiment on ev- <laughs> sentiment. A sentiment on every day being at the end of this dismal decade. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, it's a little. Yeah, it's a little dumb. Goon, if you're in the band, tell the fucking guy that runs. Unless it's one of you guys, tell the guy that runs that fucking label to fuck off. <laughs> Don't do that again. <laughs> Don't tell him to fuck off, but maybe, maybe gently guide him away from the flowery bullshit yeah, just, language. Just knock. Just tell him. Knock the fucking bullshit out. Also, I will. Uh, so I'll say uh, I just went in on talking about how I want all music journalists to be executed in the streets. So Carlos uh, Ramirez, who who runs No Echo, really good guy, <laughs> really good guy. Fuck and him. I'll say this too: like he's a dude who specifically caters to punk and hardcore and the punk and hardcore scene and community. At for that, dope. To me, that's a very different monster than fucking Pitchfork. You know what I mean? Like, this is a dude who's doing this because he loves it. Like, No Echo is essentially... It's not... I don't want to... I'm not belittling it by saying this. It's a blog more than it is, like, a magazine. Because I don't think Carlos is aspiring to be Pitchfork. He's just like, yo, let me talk about cool punk and hardcore. So, I don't want you on the boats uh, out to the island. Um, So, this is... Uh, squarely in my lane. If you if you have listened to the show this long, you probably could have guessed while hearing this that Nate and I would love this. Um, so just r- touching on moral law real quick. So I was talking about how that's one of my favorite things I've heard on the show so far. Um, that's uncommon, actually, for me to really be into shit like that now. And we've talked about it with other bands in that lane who have been on the show. Right. Is really it, it just it has to catch me. So that music in general, I don't want to give the wrong impression. There are a handful of bands in that world that are very much my shit. And like 
all the tertiary stuff from that world, I couldn't give less of a fuck about. This Anything is, that sounds like this. This is my shit. Anything that is within, like, anything that is in this lane, mm-hmm. I will like it. 100%. Every time. Every fucking time. So, yeah, don't, you know, make no mistake. Usually Earth Crisis worship stuff, not my bag. This is pretty much always my and bag. And this falls perfectly into, like, the hardcore, like, we've talked about it before. This is not music that is fronting, mm-hmm. like, to be tough. Right. It just sounds creepy. It, 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 it evokes a creepy menace. Yeah, you might get stabbed at the show. Yeah, it, it evokes a creepy, chaotic menace. Right. Not... Um, the rumble of Harley Davidson trying to sound scared. <laughs> right. There's no posturing. In right. It. It's just like it sounds like people who are unhinged. Right. Which is how I like my punk and hardcore. I mean, I like a vast array of things. I'm willing to allow for many things. But if we're talking about enjoyment in a in sort of like a pure, unbridled, genuine sense, like like I said, I liked Moral Law, but acknowledge it's kind of corny. You know what I'm saying? There's other stuff that I like for other reasons in hardcore. If we're just talking about something with no pretense around it, like I just genuinely enjoy everything about it, and it sort of embodies what I really want hardcore to be when it's at its pinnacle, it's shit like this. Absolutely. Like this is, we've talked about it before. When I think of the word hardcore, I think bands that sound like this. Absolutely. Uh, so this is fucking awesome. I also would very much like to acquire a copy of this record. And uh, shout out to Homeboy from Convulse, who I will not t- uh, uh, Convulse Records, who I will not tell the fuck off, um, who sent us an advanced copy uh, of a download code for this record, which oh, I'm dope. going to listen to uh, stat. So shout out to you. Um, do not fuck yourself. But yeah, the the write up is maybe a little a little much. Um, well, we're already at a minute, an, an hour and fifteen. So I don't know if we really have time. Get, and that's not even including, uh, you know, dropping music into it. Yeah. So I don't think we're gonna really have time to do anything else. But we got through five bands. That's that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also don't have any new messages. Oh well. Um, people got scared. Yeah, a couple people called. Like we have missed calls from people, but like no message. And like our uh, our answering. It, well, it goes straight to the answering service, right? Like, it doesn't even ring. If you call, it just goes straight to the, the machine. That, that, right. That's dating me because there's no such thing as a fucking answering machine anymore. But it goes straight to the voicemail, whatever the fuck it's called, the mailbox. I don't fucking know. I'm getting old. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, if you call and you don't have anything to say and you get cold feet, I don't know, just call back. You know what I mean? Nobody's keeping track. To call, call and talk some shit. We don't, that's, what, that's what it's there for. So if you want to call us, do so at 260-222-8341. Um, you know, if you threaten us, awesome. That's what I, I love it. If you have, if you want to talk shit on us, I would like somebody to call in and talk some genuine shit. Yeah. That would be a lot of now fun. Now, that would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. Um, if you want to send us music, which we very much encourage, send it to demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to give us money, which we also very much encourage, if that's something you feel inclined to do, Go to patreon.com slash podcast. If you subscribe at $5 and up, you get access to bonus episodes um, where we talk about other shit than this. Still hardcore and punk music, but uh, just the format's a little bit different. We kind of jump around, do different stuff. Talk about older stuff. Right. And if you subscribe at the $10 and up tier, um, you're going to get some cool stuff. We're working on some shirts, uh, working on like a mixtape, stuff like that. And we're going to have try to have that out by the end of the year. Um, you know, some, sometimes these things are out of our hands as far as just turnaround time on shit. Um, but we're going to try and have it to uh, $10 and up subscribers soon. 
And then uh, I guess the final note is, uh, you know, if you listen to this and you like it, go ahead and rate review on iTunes or whatever your podcast uh, listening method of choice is. Helps us out. Um, and beyond that, yo, thanks for listening. I, I would just add on the Patreon, it says our goal is 150 bucks a month. Uh-huh. We just don't want to seem greedy. We actually want thousands and thousands oh, of dollars. Dude, yeah. So the goal, I think the goal is like you're supposed to reach it because then you kind of have like, it gives it gives people an idea of like, what are you aiming for with this, right? And I would like to get eventually invest in like a little bit better mics, a little bit better setup. Then you move the goalposts after you reach that one and yep. say, let's go for 300 See, now, that's baby. Like, but that's tricking them. I'm just going to tell you right up front. We want thousands and thousands of dollars a month, not yeah. just 150. Make no and then mistake. when we get to 250, keep in mind we still want thousands of dollars. Go, it go, yeah. Moving forward, let's just say it goes without saying. As much money as you can give us, we'll take it. We will as, take it all, even if it's ill-begotten. Yeah, I don't care how you get it. Steal it from your granny. As long as it finds its way to our pockets, we're happy. Uh, so on that note, we will holler at you next week, and thanks for tuning in.